What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Run Happy Podcast. I'm Baxter Friedman. And I'm Charlie Rook, and this is a podcast for people that want to improve themselves as runners as well as people, and always run happy. Let's get into it. All right, what's up, everyone, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Run Happy Podcast. Today, we are here with Charlie Lawrence, and uh, man, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. Also, number 10. Let's go. Double digits. Yes, we're, sir. We're rolling, finally, boys. finally hit it. Yeah, finally cracked it. Let's yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, for everyone out there, Charlie, tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, quick background. I am a professional marathoner, now uh, ultra marathoner, come up in a couple of weeks. Um, I guess I've done a 50K before, so that counts. Live, train in Boulder, Colorado. So just kind of living the life, training, sleeping, podcasting, watching too much YouTube about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, just go ahead and start with, uh, like, tell us how you got into running. Yeah. So I uh, also, I coach a little bit on the side as well. Um, and I always tell the story when, um, like doing my intro calls with, with clients or potential clients. Um, so the school, well, not school, the town I grew up in, it's a town called Foley, Minnesota. You guys know where that is? Have any clue where it is? No, I do not. So it's literally like middle of middle Foley, of Minnesota. Where, Foley, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> I like. I, I thought uh, for a second. I thought maybe, and then uh, then realized I didn't know. Yeah. He, he's from okay. Chicago. Yeah. So. so I was a bit closer. Kind of. So near St. Cloud. If you know where, do you know where St. Cloud okay, is? Okay. Yes, I do know where St. Cloud is. So like, drop a pin in the middle of the state, but it's a, kind of a small, honestly, just like farm town, like twenty five hundred people. I had a loop that was like four and a quarter miles. Like it circled the entire town, like all the neighborhoods. So, um, so I I grew up there. Um, and my, so in a small town, my, and grew up in a family of coaches. So here's how I got into it. My dad was the track coach and head football coach. My mom was the cross country coach, um, kind of when I was born. And at the end of first grade, uh, my parents, they got a divorce. It was, you know, it's all good. Life's good. Um, but so starting school that next fall in second grade, it was either go to daycare or go to cross country tracks with my mom and me. I'm just like, I was already a hyper competitive kid. I'm like, you know, F that I'm not going to, uh, I'm going, uh, I'm going to cross country practice. So this was like, so it was the first day of practice, like essentially first day of school, second grade. And I wanted to do a, uh, just like a time trial for the seventh and eighth graders. And it was this like 800 meter, roughly 800 meter loop around like the football field, a couple of baseball fields and like a playground. Um, so I already had two loops and that's a mile. And, um, so I was a second grader. I went out and won by, don't quote me, you know, 30 seconds, beat all the seventh and eighth graders. I was like, all right, like, we're pretty good at this. And I was already like, a, you know, hyper competitive kid, wanted to beat everyone. Um, so I'm like, all right, there's, there's something to this. So I guess it was, so everyone to daycare, I skipped going to cross country practice. Kind of, there's some days I'd be like, I'm going to go nap. So I go to daycare, but otherwise it's like, I'm going to go and try to beat up on these middle school kids. And it's kind of took off from there. Um, and yeah, seventh, eighth, all the way through high school. Um, kind of just kept it rolling um i played basketball through 10th grade but i knew it was like i knew running would be where it's at truthfully so that's kind of kind of how i got into it yeah that's awesome i mean did you so did you end up going to run in college i did i did yeah so all the way through like i was i'll take a step back here so yeah 10th grade played basketball and also like i love basketball too hyper competitive you can talk trash all you want like but that's the thing i'm i'm five Ten and change. I have a girlfriend now, but on the on the dating apps, I'm six foot. But uh, but like, so I love basketball and all that. But it was just like, 
you know, I'm five ten. Like I can outrun anyone. I can like, you know, knock down open shots. I can shoot 90% from the free throw line, but I'm just like not big enough. Not clearly not athletic enough to like go play D one ball. Maybe could play like D three. Um, so I went all in and on running. So after that, my junior year, um, won the state 3,200 meter title. Um, then repeated that as my senior year, um, was recruited by mostly Midwestern schools. Um, couple out West, um, but I was looking all D one obviously had kind of offers from, from several schools, D one, D two, D three. But at the time it was like, I grew up in like the heyday of like go for a track and field where they'd won two or three consecutive big 10 indoor titles, three outdoor titles, um, like Hassan, Ben, like Haroon, like just dogs in regards to like the Minnesota team. Um, so it was like, I grew up in that day when they're just running extremely well. It's like the, you know, going up against Wisconsin, they're like ninth in the NCAA one year. So it's like, if I get an offer from, from the Gulf, so I'm going to go there. Fortunate enough, we're like home state, homeschool kids. So I stayed home, went, went around for the Gopher. So I was there, registered my freshman year, all three, all three sports. Was hoping to make the Big Ten team in cross country my freshman year, um, but got a stress fracture. Um, uh, fortunately, I was just pushing, pushing a little too hard. Yeah, not fun, not fun. So, which is good in hindsight. I was going to be there. There was a five year plan, anyways. And um, yeah, so I ran, ran for the Gulf. Was the one thing I didn't have was an All American. That's probably my captain wanted, but. All Big Ten, all region, um, you name it. But still, still one of the AA. But um, you know, we knew we'd I'd make a good transition to the roads afterwards. So, Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, that is like, I mean, really impressive that you were able to do all of that. Um, and I guess yeah, talking about going to the roads, like how like how did that transition happen from uh, college to just road running? Yeah, so I guess this is kind of unorthodox too. Where again, I was never an All American. Um, never made an NCAA track meet actually outdoors or indoors for that matter, but it was, you know, competing really, really, really well in cross country. I always just really developed a really solid aerobic base in college. So it's like, all right, he can, I'm going to have like the best wheels raw speed, but he can like attack these Hills. He can roll like AK, 10 K, you name it. So I just kind of set my sights on being in Minnesota. I was like, cool. You finish up, didn't make NCAA meet. So I'm done essentially in late may in track it's like all right well might as well just like run a half marathon so this is 2018 finished up grandma's marathons in duluth minnesota so like two hours up the road from minneapolis and i was like yeah i'll just do my half debut have some friends run i can get an elite field um so did that and then ended up debuting at 64 14 as my half marathon debut which in 2018 half marathon yeah first first half marathon so kept it honest on the first one (laughs) <laughs> yeah relative relatively honest so yeah. um and that's the thing too so at this point it was like i had i finished up i didn't have any contract offer from the table i had nothing so i was actually i graduated in minnesota in my five years i did um had an undergrad in business and uh, sports management and i actually got my master's in sports management then my fifth year so it, it worked out well um and at, and at that point i wanted to be uh like working college athletics so i took a job right after school um selling tickets for the the gopher that was a, an account executive selling seasons, partial plans and group tickets. So I was working a full-time gig um, kind of right after college. Um, so I'd really no plans, but like just a low key goal was just like, eh, maybe I can qualify for the marathon trials. You know, the standard then was, was two nineteen. So after I ran the 64, 14, I was like, you know, I, I guess we'll back it up. The standard then to qualify in a half was 64 flat. So I was like, mm-hmm. I was close to getting it in my debut half. So it's like, all right, well, I can definitely get into full because I think I'm even better at the farther stuff, you know, even from, from college and just kind of a little bit base that 
classes my college coach had kind of developed with me and stuff and grew me into. Um, so I just kind of set my sights on CIM 2018 and my college coach, Steve Placentia, who's two-time Olympian, um, almost made the Olympic team at 40 in the marathon. He was fourth at the trials. Yeah, dog. I mean, he's still still one of my best friends. It's actually his birthday in, in a couple of days, so we'll, we'll hit him with a FaceTime, see, see what he's doing. But he's not, he's not retired. He's just chilling. But So he actually, he was kind of overseeing my training from grandma's half and then all the way up through while I'm working the full-time gig to CIM. And he did his marathon debut at CIM and actually won it. So um, it's like, cool, it'd be a good one to circle. And it's kind of just built up to that after my my half debut. And I guess I can, can get into that unless you guys got any questions. Well, I mean... I mean, I guess it's kind of just like, how, how do you stay so focused in those longer distances? Cause I mean, I don't know. That's a, I feel like that's a very hard thing to do. Yeah, I do. I don't know. I, I was having, I had this call with uh, this actually this chat a couple of days ago where someone's like, dude, 50 miles. Like, how are you going to, going to do that? Where it's like, even with, with a marathon or, or like long, long tempos or just like long runs where you're like on that line of like, you're not cracking, like you're not really close to cracking, but it's pretty damn uncomfortable, dang uncomfortable. Like I can just have that uncomfortable feeling for a very, very, very long time. And like, I want to say it's like, it's like a sick thing, but I just almost enjoy being at that spot where it's like, I know I can hold it. I know I can withstand it for, I think longer than anyone, truthfully, where it's that, you know, whether it's, it's marathon pace, you know, five, 10 to five, 12, or even like long run pace when it's like, 530 to 540 like i think i can go run that for you know 40 miles or you know i'm gonna have to run 540 pace for 50 miles it is the goal so i'm in a few days but it's just like it's not that difficult it's just a long time to do something that's sort of difficult and like and i just enjoy you know so i got juice myself up just saying i think i can do this better and longer than anyone else so so i guess like going back to your question it's just like that's how I just, I've always like going back to me being hyper competitive, wanting to beat up middle schoolers, kids that are five years older than me. It's just like, I think I can do it better than anyone else. So that's why I'm like, I got to leverage this and just like enjoy these long runs, like do it, embrace it, embrace the like the long hours, like alone, whether it's, you know, on the farm once you're in Boulder, going back to Minneapolis, the early mornings, like pre getting in the office, like just embrace that, like those long days out there. Um, Cause it can be, you know, beneficial and just time in the mind, gym in a way. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy. That's a great mentality to have. Just like I don't know, I heard I heard Connor Mance was like that as well. Like for BYU, he was just kind of like, yeah, I think I can be in more pain than anyone else for longer than everyone everyone else on the course. So that's a really, I mean, that's a good mentality to have for sure. I mean, so you're going for the the 50 mile American record, right? So how did that start? Like, why? Yeah. Well, how did that hit? So one of my, she's a little like a big sister to me. Um, one of my best friends, someone I actually bounced training off of a lot. And I was Des Linden. So she is the 50 K world record for the women. First one to go under three hours to 59, 54. Um, I was fortunate to pace her to that. So back in 2021. So, and I actually use that as a, like kind of a workout and also to just like get to know the distance. Cause I was running the US 50 K champs right after that. Um, cause I knew just like I had the road base and it was just a kind of a chance to learn from her, but I did that paced her and then fortunately blew up at the, um, 50 K champs. Like I ran it like a marathon. I tried running sub fives at a certain point and just, I blew up like faded to sixth. But I guess with that being said, it was just like, I've run, you know, I debuted in two sixteen ten CIM 2018. 
Um, and actually I just ran that a couple, two weeks ago, two and 10 spot on the money, uh, at my most recent marathon, but that's like it very, it's a competitive marathon. Like it's a solid marathon. Um, but it's not, you're not gonna make an Olympic team. You're probably not going to make a world team. Um, probably not going to make like a Pan Am team, but it's like, it's still a very, very, very solid time. Right. And there's only a handful of people in the world, like that can run a two sixteen marathon and also like go up to a 50 miler and be able to hold 530 to 540 pace. And like, I obviously haven't done it yet, but I think I'm one of those guys. So it's like, you can be, you know, a good college runner, a solid pro solid marathoner. It's like, but I can be great at this. Like hopefully one of the best in the world compete for like world hundred K titles, go in like the major road ultras. Like, I think I can be in that realm. So that's kind of why the jump. And again, too, I just, I just enjoy that, you know, like I enjoy the high mileage. I enjoy those long runs. I enjoy just kind of getting that pain cave and just, just sitting there, you know, and just, just enjoying it. So that's kind of the, the jump and just being hyper competitive where like, I hate losing. And that's the thing, like, I've yet to win a professional race, you know, like I never won a race in college, like one on high school, but I was from a very, very, very small school. You know, it's not hard to, not hard to beat a ton of people. You know, you see people at the state meet, but it's like you race them once or twice a year. So you show up for that. And on the next, so it's like just being in that top, 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 you know, echelon is, is really the goal here. I gotcha. So, um, do you know, like, who you're racing against for this the 50k or the 50 miles uh like do you know like the field that you're going to be running against or, like, yeah so so really it is, is like i'm not like dissing the field or anything no one like there's really no one there um it's just a it's a it's a race called tunnel hill it's in vienna illinois so super super far south illinois like i'm i still don't have my flight booked i just need to figure it out asap but it's like it's in between like nashville and st louis and it's still like just straight in the middle. So I got to figure out travel and stuff, but, um, super flat sandstone rail trail. There's only like 400 feet elevation gain over 50 miles. So, um, and obviously like I'd love to run on a road to be a little faster, but the goal here is like you're pounding your legs for four hours and 40 minutes and change. It's like the sandstone will save your legs a little longer than if you're pounding on pavement. So that's kind of the goal. It won't be quite as fast, but also I'm using that as a purely just like a go in, go get a solo and just be like, you know, I'm, I'm here type of thing. Um, so to, so yeah, so going back to your, your question, yeah, like there is another gentleman and I forgot where he's from. He's going for, there's also a hundred mile. He's going for his national record there. Um, this is all the course where like Camille Heron and Zach Bitter all out. They have the world best, um, or maybe it's just the American record. Don't quote me on that, um, for the hundred miles there. So it's a very, very fast course. Wow. Dude, that's, that's really cool. Um, so do you think like, um, actually what, what is your training been looking like to prepare for this? So it's kind of been, so it's been twofold, right? So I, I was injured all of 2022. Like I had, I had a 13 month gap between races. So, um, I was out with a, I had two sacral stress fractures. So, um, def, definitely empathize with anyone that goes through those. It's the long process back. So with that, I guess going forward now, it's all been kind of like one big kind of build from that to an extent, but this summer really, uh, after I ran the grandma's half marathon in June and then kind of July, I was just like, start revamping back up. And then August, most of June and August was just like, you know, I got up to 145 miles. I'm just kind of sat right there. And I guess, so it was, you know, kind of twofold where going back from my injury, 
Um, so I was out for that long. I needed still need my OTQ. Um, and I didn't have that. And it's just kind of one of those things. It's like, it's just good to have as a, as a marathon in the U S. So I was like, well, I need my OTQ, but I also want to go for this record. So how can I mesh them together? So it was really just kind of a high mileage, relatively aggressive July, August. Um, and for the first part of September too, like I really didn't bring mileage really down a ton for my marathon. I ran, you know, I was able to run, you know, two sixteen ten off of relatively like still high mileage. And I was still like 90 the week before. Um, race weekend down a little bit, but like, you know, I'm only two weeks removed on the Saturday and I was 94 last week. I'll be 110 again this week and, you know, racing it in two weeks. So it's just been with training, just relatively high mileage, um, pretty like long sessions, um, you know, where traditionally most sessions would be, um, you know, anywhere from say 10 miles of work, you know, I've gotten up to 20 miles of like steady work, whether it's, you know, broken tempos with, with floats in the middle or threshold work. And I mean, just. A lot of intervals like yesterday I had, you know, 12 by a mile, which is not anything absurd, but it's just, you know, 12 by a mile, some hills after. So just, just big, big sessions based off of high mileage. So Dude, that, I don't know, uh, 12 by a mile repeats, uh, seems a bit absurd to me, but that, I mean, whatever works for you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> very, some very long aerobic sessions that we, uh, we've not, uh, we've not had here ever 12 by mile. That is crazy. Well, well, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this for you guys. I mean, you're in college, like, dude, keep the speed. Cause even as like, even so I guess kind of go back to your question too. So it's like, even as a marathon ultra guy, I still try to have the speed just to make marathon pace, make 50 mile pace, just feel as easy as possible. So I still try to throw in some VO2 sessions, like mm-hmm. 800s, you know, some pretty fast 400s just I mean, to I, keep, keep the legs moving. Yeah. I saw that, um, I don't know how long ago this was. I think it's pretty recent, but you, uh, you ran like a mile, uh, on the road and you ran like a four, four eleven. Is that right? Yeah. So that was a summer. I did. That was like an all out, like just a true mile PR. So I'd only run four twelve in college. So like, yeah, it's so still good still to got keep some speed. Yeah. It tried to. Yeah. I don't dude. I don't know right now. Legs feel looks a little dead, but, um, it's nice knowing that it's, it's still there. Like you can still train it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that too, that just makes, you know, if you can run four eleven for a mile, hopefully you can run, you know, for a marathon five oh five ten pace well and an ultra five forty pace relatively easily. So that, at least that's my mentality. So with the whole training, it's been just like a unique sin- scenario with you know being injured a year ago, needing my OTQ, doing kind of a marathon segment, but still an ultra segment, but still doing some VO two work, and then also you know the long runs, the long stuff, high volume to get ready for this ultra. So it's been just like a mixed bag, but it's it's worked out relatively well and I've been able to bounce stuff, you know, off Des, off Plaz, my college coach. And so far worked out and I could crash and burn, but hopefully we're, uh, we're not heading that direction. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, seems like it's going pretty well so far. Um, I mean, we're on the topic of training. So, and you're running 140 miles a week, uh, coming down a little bit now, but what, what sort of recovery stuff are you doing to, um, get your body right? Dude. I mean, just everything. And I'm like, I say this seriously and also joking, like I'm probably the most geriatric 28 year old you'll ever meet, man. I mean, I'm like, if when I'm training, I'm in bed at 8 PM, you know, like, and it's, it's the, every day is pretty routine, pretty much the same where it's, you know, get up coffee, um, ketone shot, bread, nut butter, go run, have my same smoothie. Um, usually I run twice a day. So it's same lunch. Um, another ketone shot, like, like stay, honestly, just stay, stay up on the diet. And like, I'm not kidding. Like I've been able to kind of stay a little more dialed, a little more focused, a little better with, um, with just keeping on top of my nutrition. But 
Um, you know, my girlfriend hates it sometimes. It's just like, we can be on the couch watching a game or watching a movie. I've, you know, we're getting ready for bed and it's like, I got to do nighttime mobility. So it's just all the recovery modalities that you can imagine. Like I'm looking at, you know, I got Norma tight boots. We're going to have three different foam rollers. We're going to have massage gun. Like I'm looking at bands. I have like a full basket of stuff. Sauna, hot tub. Yeah. You name it. I mean, it's, it's boring even to like, even before I run, like, so I go to bed at, at 8 PM, but I also wake up at usually 5, 30, 5, 40. And I usually run at seven to seven 30, but I'm doing 30 minutes of activation stuff where it's like working on my feet, get on the foam roller band work. So like uh good activation work, more stretches, leg swings, long, like you name it. That's before every single run. Um, just the tiny stuff and also strength work um, as tiring as it is just like with strength work. And I'm, I'm a big believer in it. You're just callousing your body. You're just like making it more resilient. So that's something I always try to stay on top of at least twice a week doing that. Um, your classic core work. Um, so with, you know, and it's getting harp on this a lot or, you know, anyone like the, the people I coach too, they're like, Oh my, this is sore. Like, but I foam rolled, like you said, and it feels better. Like it's the reason I'm literally foam rolling probably at least 15 minutes every day, you know, like at a minimum. So, um, just a mixed bag of, of, of everything, you know, the, the foam rolling, the strength, the core, the nutrition staying on top of that. Um, and just honestly sleeping a lot or sleeping as much as you can, like keep as much you guys are in college, but is so it's hard to keep in a routine, but being as routine as possible and just being pretty meticulous with that. That's cool. Uh, I mean, that, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It is definitely hard here to, uh, to keep a, a routine, but in, I mean, I don't know. I, I would like to start doing that outside of college. Um, but you're talking about nutrition and everything. Uh, and I, I really like learning about all that. So what are some like nutritional things that you do to, uh, I guess, stay right with running? Yeah. So, um, I guess that was, like when I was saying the little sponsor plug, but one of my, one of my partners is HVMN. So healthy and modern nutrition, they have a ketone IQ shot. Um, so that's something like, well, it's, and I was literally had like a, not a conversation, but we're just DMing today. Um, their CEO, Mike, he's become a pretty good friend of mine. Um, he posted a reel yesterday or today. just like, here's how I, like, I'm a CEO, I'm also a marathoner, but you know, I feel with HVMN, you know, this is what's hard. This is what's easy. Like, here's what I can say on top of it. Um, it just, that's one thing that it's the hack, man. It just helps you with staying focused. Um, well, I guess, are you guys familiar with like ketones at all or kind of what they do? They're just like, I, I have no idea. Okay. I think like Matt Choi uses them. So they're like small energy shots, right? Like, but like there's, that, that's know. the most, that's the most simple way to put it. So it's not a stimulant. It's not like caffeine. Like I could rip one and then go to sleep right now, but it's like, have you guys, you guys have heard of keto diet? Like the high, like the no carb diet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially when your body is zero carbs, it goes into like an emergency, like, oh, S-H-I-T, I need fuel. Um, so it'll start creating ketones when there's no carbs present. So your body will naturally produce them, but it has to be in a pretty bad state to produce them or a desperate state. So this is like, it's a shot of ketones. Your body doesn't have to produce them. So it just comes in as a fuel source, crosses the blood-brain barrier, helps with focus, helps with energy, helps on like, truthfully, those long runs. Um where like you might be running low on carbs, really close to bonking. So instead of your body needing to go into like emergency stores, you already have them available. So um, that's one thing that's just like when you're running high mileage and stuff, it's, it's honestly just great to great to have, great to have in the system. Uh, one of my other sponsors is also Bear Performance Nutrition. So, um, you know, we're pretty close to with them with just like taking like protein every day. This isn't just a like plug the sponsor, but one thing I've, I've always done is just whenever I'm done training, 
protein smoothie. So like, I always thought this, this was a joke, but this is a shout out to Ben Blankenship when, uh, before I was even in college, I asked him like, what's a, what's a good tip for, uh, for college for training. He's like, get a good blender. And I'm like, <laughs> I just kind of just like, let it, like, let it slip off. I'm like, all right, like whatever, dude. But it's so true. Like, I mean, I, I make a smoothie every single day post run, um, just with almond milk, berries, spinach, protein, collagen, frozen banana. I mean, you name it just to like one, just like replenish like protein right away. You get carbs from the banana. Obviously like you can have another meal with it. Um, just supplementing, like hitting every single box that you can or in, in terms of recovery is kind of my, my big thing. And also like ketones will help with that as well. well dude, so, with the recovery. Uh, I really like that. The, the smoothie thing. Uh, I will say it's definitely harder here to earn college to do that. Cause we had a blender last year. Um, but just because like, I mean, we have the calf right here and we, we already have like prepaid meals. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't use the blender. Uh, so I was, I was a little upset about that, but like, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure eventually I'll, I'll be able to use it again. Um, yeah. But, okay, no, so, are, are, you, are you guys both in a dorm or is it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, he's actually like he lives like two floors above me. Uh, but like, yeah, we're just we're in the we're in a dorm. So yeah, saying that's hard too. Like, you don't really have like a kitchen and stuff to like. Yeah. So, but no, it's a it's it's a worthy investment. So I mean, every run, as soon as I get home, it's just boom, blow it up. Same thing. Um, Instant meal. Yeah, that's nice. So yeah, man of whoa, routine. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, um cool. well so another thing that uh you you brought up uh slightly you talked about or you just said bonking and like uh i have i've done that on a couple runs long runs before uh like has has that ever happened to you miserably yeah terrible terrible yeah <laughs> like 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 the uh like the the 50k champs in 2021 miserable experience man i mean it was like i just came in with i was a little too i was too cocky too arrogant like it just like got a slice of that humble pie dude i mean i was just like a gentleman that no one really knew just took off um like essentially from the gun and like we gave him over two minutes and it was like i was in a pack of like people i knew like uh kyle masterson who was like six in the world in 50k one year um fernando cabada another like former u.s marathon champion good friend of mine we're just like who is this dude who who is this dude and we're running in like 5 20 to 5 30 and I like, we passed my family. He's got three minutes on you. And I just got anxious and I just went, you know, I started running, started like I ripped a couple of five flats. Those guys kind of fall, but they also let me like, let me go. They're a little more experienced than I was. And eventually I just like, I had to the point, man, where I was, literally felt like I was running the same pace, five flat pace, but I was running 630, 640 pace the last like eight miles. It just, I had no juice. Like I tried, like I had bottles every 5k, so I'm grabbing them, but I just couldn't keep stuff down um nothing sounded good and it was, it was just essentially like a stayed running but it felt like a walk to the finish man it's just like it's like it doesn't feel that hard when you're bonking but it feels really hard when you try to pick up the pace and you can only sustain it for a little bit of time then you slow back down to that pace um miserable yeah like honestly i've run five marathons and i think because a lot of it I was under feeling in general like just in my daily life and everything like you have fuel on the race but you need like substantial like glycogen storage to like have a good marathon on race day and it's like the trials i blew up um since he's a marathon i guess it didn't completely blow up but like drastically slowed down the second half um so no yeah i was just uh like i was gonna ask like what what would you um 
how would you try to prevent it, I guess, from happening again? I mean, you've obviously done that, uh, but like, what, what do you do to make sure that that just did not happen again? Yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing that I like to do and that I've, it's worked pretty well, like the last big races is like two days out high, high carbs, like two days out from race. So let's say you race on a Saturday, Thursday, make it a pretty high carb day. I don't count calories. I don't count like macros or micros. I just kind of know like what works for me. I just know like I need to, instead of doing a lot of like protein or fats, I just kind of replace that with carbs a couple days out. Um, and then just kind of eat relatively normally the day before. Um, obviously a little, little extra carbs here and there. I have an extra banana, have a, you know, little snack, like just bread and nut butter, extra stuff. Um, one thing I do like before big race, big workouts before bed is I'll just take, um, whether, what a, like a carb mix, whatever it is, like BPN has or G1M. I'll have one of those like with bed or right, right before I go to bed. So just an extra like 20 grams of carbs right to my system. So I have it right when I wake up. Um, and there's a proper, like, let's say it's race morning, have another one of those or a gel, whatever you got, um, normal breakfast, and then try to fuel if you can for like, for even you guys, like a big long run, it just be, I know your coach out there with the bottles, but legitimately it's like, you're going to feel better. You're going to cover better. You're going to not bonk. If you can have something every three, four miles, just whether it's a rip or a gel or something like that, I mean, it helps immensely. And that's like, it's an art in this sport where it's, you know, a lot of people are just like, I don't need this. I don't like, I don't think I need it. Like to an extent you don't need it, but if you want to like to get the most out of yourself on race day, you got to be able to like to put down, you know, gels, um, carbohydrate mixes, um, electrolytes, you know, just to, like get the most out of yourself. So, um, that's kind of my, probably my biggest tip. And you can train your gut. Like it's not, it's not fun. Like for the marathon, like, you feel disgusting after, like you feel so bad that you don't want to eat anything. You need to eat something, but it's just gross. You just have a lot, like, you know, a lot of sugar in you. Um, but that's, that's definitely the, the tip. Like for, for me, like in my marathon, I don't quote me on the exact number, but it was right around, it was over 900 calories consumed throughout the marathon. You know, so you're, you're putting down quite a bit. Wow. That's awesome. So like you just have all this stuff like at the fueling stations or are you like holding on to any of it or like, you know, is, or is it all there? Yeah. So we're fortunate in like major marathons, elite marathons, the elite field, we have our own tables right. um, and bottle tables. So like, so for this last marathon, McCurdy micro, I was, um, table 16 spot one. So every, it was a, it was a three mile loop. So every like bottle station, every three miles, I knew table 16, the first bottle on the table is going to be my bottle. And I just run by it, scoop it up. Um, and for me, I'd have, I had three different mixtures. So one bottle was um, just G1M. So BPN's carbohydrate mix. Um, the next one was electrolytes in a bottle with a gel tape to it. And the third one was G1M with a shot of ketone in it. So that rotated. So I was like bottle one, two, three, and then five, six, seven, then eight. So we had eight bottles there. Um, but it's, so it's pretty strategic on, on how, on how you take them. Cause your stomach at essentially it kind of goes in waves where it can't take the same amount of calories every single time you want to kind of fluctuate and differentiate it. Um, and it worked out, worked out pretty well. So yeah, it's, it's just like getting your body in a sense of routine. It's like, what yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and Charlie too, I guess one thing is like, just in case you miss a bottle, I did have, I had a ketone shot stashed on me and two other gels stashed on me. It was just in case like I miss right. a bottle or something drops. Um, that makes sense. Or if, or if I'm in like desperation mode, just need to rip one when I'm on the other side of the loop, like, um, 
you know, and I, I will say there was my, I think it was my seventh bottle. So like getting close to the end, I like, I taped my gels on and like, I taped it like too tight to the bottle. So I couldn't quite rip the gel off. So I, <laughs> I pulled one. So, so I, I pulled one from my shorts, you know, and, and used that yeah, instead yeah. and just like, and chase with the electrolytes and just threw it. So um, you just kind of just prepare for that stuff. I got you. That's cool. That's smart actually. Yeah. Um, yeah so, and like, I guess I, I kind of want to go back to the routine thing. So like, um, like, do you think that, like, I mean, you, you are a very routine person and uh, do you like kind of get in that mindset where it's like, if I don't do something that's in my routine and I've got a race before, like it's going to mess with me. Is that something that'll kind of, I don't know. That will happen to me sometimes. Uh, like I'll like low key freak out a little bit, uh, but I don't know. Is that ever no. happened to you? When so when I was your guys' age, one hundred percent, and like to a small extent, now it does. Um, but because I just know, like, if I'm in my routine, if I'm going to bed at the same time, like eating relatively the same thing, or you know, not staying up late, you know, like right now it's like Halloween, it's Halloween parties and stuff. It's like I enjoy those, but it's like I still gotta like get to bed every reasonable time and stuff. Um, so. Yes and no. Like, like prior to my marathon, I my girlfriend like she also she paints one of her hobbies. She's a rock star at it. Um, she did an art show in LA, so it's three weeks up from my marathon. It was like, and I wanted to be there, but at the same time, it's like, dude, I have a big workout. Like, it's on Saturday night. We're flying to LA on Friday. I'm like, I need to cash this workout. And I like to shake out too. Like, it was just you know I had to get up really early to like get everything in, get the workout in. But it's like you know a little later that night didn't recover as well to try to sleep in so like you can make adjustments around it um yeah so like don't let us like the more you stress about it the more it's actually gonna affect you i'll say that you know like even too my thing is like i'm not sure if you guys do this but like i don't sleep well the night before races you know especially like the my last marathon the race started at 6 40 so like i was up at my alarm was at 3 a.m you know to get like a decent breakfast um and it's just like you're not going to sleep well that night. I tried to go to bed at like seven, you know, you couldn't fall asleep. You were tossing turn all morning. Like you're waking up before your alarm, just in case you don't miss it. You just have that anxiety. So like two nights before is like really for me, the big night, like sleep as much as you possibly can two nights out. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to answer your question, it's just like, it does, but it, you can't let it stress you out a ton. I was like, you know, like everything's set up for you in your routine for you to succeed, but it's like, you're going to get thrown curveballs, Like, in training, in life, like you just kind of, you know, block and tackle and adjust as needed. You know, you can make it, make it work. So. Yeah. I love that. That's uh, that, that does help. Thank you. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, there'll be sometimes like literally the sleeping thing is one of them where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like looking at my watch, like, or cause my watch, you know, will tell how much I slept and I'm like, I, I didn't get as much sleep as I should have. And like, I don't Sometimes that will mess with me. Um, other times I just I don't know. Sometimes it won't. But yeah, it's hard in college, dude. Yeah, it's like it's hard to get sleep. It's like you got like you know you studying until like start say studying. Like uh, sometimes we're studying. Other times we're like you know <laughs> we're doing things until uh until like ten p.m. And then we get back and it's like ten thirty. We gotta be up like five thirty for practice. And it's just like yeah, this is one of those things you just you gotta get used to for a couple years. Um, and do the best you can with it. But yeah, well, yeah. I'll, I'll say this too. So I used to wear a whoop and like one of the best things that I ever did was like, take that off, dude. Cause it was just like, I like, I, I enjoy drinking like beer on occasion. Like I used to have one, like now I probably have one like once or twice a week, but it was like, it's kind of like every night with dinner type things have one, like call it good, go to sleep. But it's like my recovery on my whoop was 
you know, good luck being in the green, man. So, like, so I took that off, you know, and like, even, and even, even with sleep too, cause it'd be like, I was in bed for like 10 hours. Like how do I only sleep for seven and a half hours? Like, yes. you know, how am I not, how am I not recovered? You know? So I was like, so the, like, I always have a watch on, but the one thing, like the only time I don't have a watch on now is when I'm sleeping. Cause I'm like, I don't, it's like, if I'm in bed at, you know, eight, I sleep till five 30. It's like, all right, cool. I can guess I probably slept hopefully at least eight hours, even if I was tossing turning, you know, with the wake time or whatever they, you know, call that. But uh, dude, I've actually heard that whoops are like, not great. Like, cause Brock actually had one and, uh, like we had multiple people like using that same whoop and it was just like, it was just not right. Like it was saying their heart rate, I think was like just way too low for like a, a hard, like tempo run, uh, or like anaerobic threshold run. It was just like, like almost like they were not even running. It's just like that. Or maybe, maybe it was too high. I don't know, but it was just like one or the other. It was just too an extreme where it just didn't make any sense. And they're just like, this isn't right. We're not wearing this anymore. So. Yeah, it, it's hard to with wrist based man. I mean, you gotta have you gotta have a you know a chest strap or like you know Coros now has like the the armband as well, which is yeah. a little yeah. more comfortable. Like that's gonna be you know tried and true. Um, in in my opinion, at least he's yeah. better than than wrist based. So yeah, I got you. Um, well, okay. So you had told us a little bit before that like you were a part of like an unorthodox sponsorship. Uh. Like that was the, uh, the roots running project. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, yeah. So, so with roots and I guess my, myself too, a little bit. So roots is super unique. And even there's other teams like that, like team boss, you know, where you have like Emma runs for new balance, Aisha, Puma, um, Gabby, Adidas, you know, roots is kind of similar where, you know, there's no title sponsor of the group, like, you know, Tim man, Adidas, um, you know, on, or OAC on, um, where, you know, Roots has guys like Stinny, he's with um, Saucony, Noah, Solomon, Maggie, Solomon, um, definitely forgetting other people. Um, yeah, several different sponsors under the, the same umbrella. So, um, you know, to, to an extent where, like, those are kind of shoe deals, shoe sponsorships, shoe and apparel. You know, for me, it's like kind of riding this, you know, unique wave. And it's been kind of fun where, you know, I have, to a nutrition sponsor and supplement sponsor with one being HRM and one being BPN. So, and it's nice that I'm not glued to any, any shoe brand, you know, at the moment, obviously it's one comes around and, and the price is right, like done deal. Um, but right now I'm able to, to train live the life that I want to just based off of a supplement deal. Whereas not a ton of runners have nutrition, a nutrition sponsor and a supplement sponsor, let alone just, you know, either of those. So kind of a unique, scenario that i'm in but it's it's fun you know i'm able to have a lot of freedom with what shoes i rotate um what shoe i wear racing and, and all that so um but yeah just definitely like you know a unique scenario with, with you know certain groups um i guess in my personal you know sponsorship situation but kind of hopefully you know other people can kind of follow suit if if you know right now like i was telling you guys earlier like two sixteen ten, yeah it's a good marathon it's not going to get you a, a major shoe deal you know it's like well, how else can we keep doing what we love to do and still make a living, you know, and you and pay the bills, you know, for, for lack of a better term. So kind of a, you know, hopefully it's, you know, I'm not the, not the first and or the last to, you know, kind of take this model and go with it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So I was going to ask you, are you making, so you're making enough to um, pay for everything with running right now? Are you working on the side or anything? hundred percent. Yeah. 
so everything's everything's good. So with the HVMN VPN and then you know coaching on the side through NVDM coaching, um, do that as well. So um, so that's a you know extra extra change. But yeah, everything's like I'm able to do get up and train every day and, and write training plans. Um, send a few emails here and there. Podcast once once in a blue moon and uh, yeah, man, life's good. That's awesome. That's yeah, a really that's cool life. Really cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully one day. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. I was gonna ask. So, what kind of um? Like, I mean, you said you get to just basically choose any shoes you'd like. Um. Like, what kind of shoes do you like running in for? Um. Well, I guess, I guess any type of uh run. Like, I guess could you go through like, you know, like a hard run? Like, what shoe you'd run in, or like race day? What what shoe? Yeah. So, um, right now, well, I'll say this too. I you know right after college, my, my marathon debut. Um, I joined Hanson's Brooks, so I moved to Michigan there. So, and I don't know, do you guys wear Brooks at all? I wore them once a couple times. I, wore them. I, I had, uh, their spikes, uh, in like my senior year of high school. So. Okay, cool. I mean, just like, just as a basic trainer, great shoe. Like, great. Like I wore the adrenalines also wore the Ravenna, which is now I think the launch stability or, or GT go to stability GTS. Um, yeah, right now I'm pretty fortunate where, like I said, I can wear whatever shoe I want. So, um, you know, current rotation, I'm just looking at it right now. Uh, got some Cloud Monsters, got some Kayanos, got some Super Blast. Um, also had some Nova Blast from Asics and just actually recycled those. Um, so it was just kind of my daily easy to trainer, warm for workouts. And then for workouts, a lot of shoes. Um, on Cloud Boom Echo 3 was what I did a lot of my like recent build up in. Um, this summer, like I ran my mile in the Asics uh, MetaSpeed Edge Plus, did a lot of my longer stuff. I raced US 20K champs in the MetaSpeed Sky Plus, um, two different, both super shoes, but two different like plate configurations. Um, ones for like the edge is like more of like a snappy shoe, like just for like a lot of, like if you have a shorter stride, you're supposed to get a lot of flick from the plate and aggressive plate. So that was awesome for like a mile when you're just trying to step really fast and run quick. Or the sky is more like longer strides. So I'll wear that. Um, and then I wore the vaporflies for my marathon. So kind of bold where I did the entire buildup, had one of my best workouts ever, um, in the club of Mecco three, a couple weeks out from the marathon. But then, um, yeah, race, race week was like Monday of race week. I'm like, you know what? I still think vaporflies are a little better. So I just next day aired some vaporflies, hadn't worn them in months, you know, but I'm like, I'll race them. I'll be fine. If you're fit, you're fit. Doesn't matter what shoe you got on. Like, yeah. You'll be fine. And I just, but judging too, it's like, I make that statement, then I go and buy a shoe, you know, that I think's a little better. Um, <laughs> that's, but, but at the same time, it's like a little more confident in the shoe. Um, so, so I did that, you know, I've been fortunate too, where it's, you know, you get to work with different brands and companies, you get to know people in these brands and they'll, you know, usually they can hook you up with some pairs or, you know, send some free samples to try. So, um, been nice to throw it in. Also too, on Cloud Stratus, I think that's an awesome shoe. They're updated model, the, the three. So, yeah, that's awesome. I wish we had that luxury. Yeah, we get we get uh like ten eighties and um New Balance, yeah, we'll sell yeah New Balance shoes. So oh. we, we are very fortunate for that. Um, gnarly, yeah, dude. I love the ten eighties. Just daily trainer, another awesome shoe. I haven't wore the ten eighties in probably a year and a half, two years, but like they're awesome. What, what's their what's their model where it's like the really really dense foam that they came out with? It's just like the thicker foam. Is it is it the eight eighties? Is that no it, no? It has it has like a name. It's not a number. I don't think. I but I it's just like have no idea. Yeah, coming back from my stress fracture, I 
got a pair through a buddy at New Balance for free, and I was like, this is a pretty solid shoe. So yeah, um, yeah, I like them. The ten eights are really good. This is like a very solid shoe. Yeah, yeah those yeah. are really good. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like the um, what's our super shoe called again? Do you guys oh, use those? Like the Addy Zero? No, that's oh my god, that's Adidas. That's what I have. No, um, nah, the we haven't used their super shoe. We use their like flats though. Like their um. There's no carbon in them. We just use like their lightweights, like the okay. fuel cell. Those are those okay, are nice cool. though. Yeah. yeah, I really like those. Um, yeah, we've never we have not tried their super shoes yet, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Hopefully one day that'd be pretty nice. Yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah, yeah. they're if you can get it, if you get your hands on them, they're good. I just think their foam's a little soft. That's my critique yeah. on it. Like they're again, like every every super shoes. There's really no bad super shoes out there anymore. I don't think a couple years ago there were some pretty bad super shoes. Now they're all in a relatively even field like new bounce like i said it's just a little softer than yeah. what than what some are but again it's it's gonna help you run faster regardless so yeah i got you yeah, yeah. um i want to switch up uh, a little bit because i want to talk about um like did you ever get like pre-race anxiety um before stuff like that i mean you seem like a pretty confident guy but i was just curious if you ever get stuff like that and like how you deal with it yeah no i mean i get I want to say it's definitely anxiety, but I just get, it's more like anxious excitement, you know? Um, like I just get, even to my girlfriend the other day, I was just like, it's probably what I was saying. I was really talking, it was, I think it was yesterday. It doesn't really matter, but I was like, I'm like, I'm going to smash the, the swear word. I like out of this record. She's like, gee, like, chill, like you got to go do it. It's not going to be easy. That it, like, I just like, I just juice myself up so much. Like I just convinced myself that I'm like, and it's, it's bit me in the, you know what, a couple of times. I've just like said stuff like kind of and then, you know, blown up in races. Um, so I just like, it's, it's just a enough of like confidence, a little bit of arrogance, just like juice myself up enough to be like, yeah, I got it. You know, or like even to like, I, I finished this marathon. I didn't have my OTQ yet. And I was just like, like, I'm going to like, I've said it. I just like, I just need to be healthy to run a marathon. I'm going to get it. Like there was never a doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to get it. And even to like, you know, I hadn't run a marathon in two years with my injury, but my girlfriend's like, oh, you know, da, da, da. and like, I just finished. I'm like, told you, like, I got to go cool down now. Let's go. You know, I love like, that. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So you, so you got to like, you know, that's one of my things. Like, I've just always had it, you know, like just a little bit of like border, borderline of like confidence and cocky, like definitely cocky sometimes, but it's just enough where it's like, you know, you got to believe you can do it. Like if you, if you, if there's any doubt, like, then that doubt's going to like creep in at some point in that race or that 50 mile. And it's like, maybe, maybe it, you don't get it, you know, or maybe you do blow up because for some reason, but it's just like, you just got to like believe in yourself enough to think you can do it and just like ride that wave when you can. But like, like I told you earlier, it's like, you know, anything can happen. It's 50 miles is a long race, but it's like, pretty sure I can go do it, you know? Yeah. That's uh yeah. And I will say like, you said there's there's a fine line between cockiness and confident and like that is that is something that uh i feel like a lot of people don't really understand um especially like people that don't race because it's like well yeah no i i am going to like do this well or whatever and people will be like all right chill man chill out. like it's not it's not that deep but uh it is that deep uh i don't know i, I just thought that, that was that was cool yeah no and it's probably one of the worst things my dad's ever told me but it was just like it was just like I forgot exactly the the exact wording, but it's like it's like if you do something like do something well or you have like you know like a state title or whatever, like you've earned some arrogance around here, you know, like is what he what he you know would tell me in high school and stuff. And it's just like if you walk around a little bit, like 
nobody else has that. Like, you know, like, like that's mine. Like you, you earn that. Um, so, you know, it's, and that's the thing too. It's like, yeah, like I knew I was going to run, I knew I could easily run 218. It's just kind of how fast can I go? So it's yeah. just like, you know, it's like, I just got to run a marathon to go get it. So I'm gonna go do it done mm-hmm. now on to the next, you know, like, it's just like that confidence that builds within you to, to turn into belief. And, you know, even if, if it does ride that line of cocky or being arrogant, like you just got to go do it, you know, back it up a little bit. And it's like, then you can be like at the end of like, told you guys. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and, and, you, can and, be, you can be cocky whenever you run. I do. I will say like, um, afterwards or beforehand, I, I try, I do try to humble myself because I will always like, I will remember those races where I just blew up in them. And like, I I'm like, okay, that sucked. I don't want that to happen again. And I'm not going to let that happen again. But like, I have to remember, like I've, I've been in like those kind of situations before. So like, I, I, I have to humble myself or else. like. Is that- and I respect that too, but and my thing is where I'm just like, yeah, oh, I know I've blown up, but I'm just like, it's not gonna happen this time. Yeah, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> um, you know, just that, like, just those little hitters where it's just like, it could happen, it's not going to, you know, just like, you know, anything like that, just to like keep myself juiced up and like, I, like, I joke about it, but I also say it. What's like, you know, uh, Drake's song meltdown was like tea time. Like, that's just like, like in my head, like, just like, you know, it's, let's go time. It's like tea time, man. Teed up, like get oh, it done. That's, that's really cool. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, okay. So, I mean, I think it's about that time where we probably got to start wrapping it up, but I do have one more question Uh, just for like anyone out there that like, you know, wants to do like, you know, 50 miles or like really just anything crazy hard. Like what's some advice that you would uh, give them to like, just, just to start, just to start doing like heavy mileage. Yeah. So this is like, super it's almost like just kind of turning it back on you like what you said it's just like just start like just set a goal say you want to run a 50 miler it's like don't jump right up to 50 like make sure you can run truthfully like a good 5k a good half marathon get a good marathon on your belt and then get up to 50 miles there's only like i was telling you guys earlier like that speed you know quote unquote the speed of the marathon will help you in the long run at a 50 mile, it's just like, then it's, you get that speed, then you stack the aerobic base on top of that. The easy thing to develop is, you know, basic aerobic strength. You know, that's just done through daily, easy miles, recovery runs, just time on feet. So it's like, how can you make, like I was saying, how can you make that pace feel easier? You know, build up to it, build up to, you know, get a good mile. Like you guys get a good, you know, 5k, you know, and that'll help you guys when you get to, you know, post collegiate, if you want to run, you know, 10k's half marathons that'll help you immensely. So it's just like, just start, start slow, but like, no, you're going to keep climbing that ladder. Um, and if you stick to it, you know, it's, it's a long process. I've been, I've been running professional now for five years and it's like, it goes by really, really, really fast, but it's been, you know, honestly a process throughout of it and just the development as an athlete with the ups and downs and, um, you know, figuring out even just like the business side as well. So, um, a lot to learn, don't rush it. Um, and just like I said, just start, you know, like start, get a race on the counter, get a goal and start building. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. The small goals, right? That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, break it down. <laughs> break it down. All right. I love that. Um, but yeah, thanks for everyone for listening. This has been an episode with Charlie Lawrence, man. We've had a great time talking to you. I hope you've uh, enjoyed being on here just as much as we've enjoyed having you. Um, but yeah, to everyone listening, we will catch you all next time. Thank you so much. Thanks boys. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to like and subscribe 
and we'll catch you all next week.